Strong Opinion Sports is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 584. Today is a fantasy football episode. I'm going to talk about my team in week two, how I did. I had my first ever loss in fantasy football. I lost to my friend Jarvis's team, the Jordan Rules. I love that. His quarterback is Jordan Love, so fun name there. Um, I lost by fewer than, fewer than less than six points. I, uh... Uh, basically everybody on my roster this week had a bad week and I still, still almost pulled it out. I got really close. In fact, coming into Monday night football, I was down 10 points. He had the Browns defense. I had Deshaun Watson, the Browns quarterback. All I needed was Deshaun Watson to have 10 more points than the Browns defense. Deshaun Watson was unable to do that. Uh, of course he had three turnovers, one touchdown, he looked like garbage all night, and uh, just my luck, right? I mean, like, I thought that was a pretty easy ask. Hey, Deshaun Watson, just don't have a pick six. Oh, by the, that sucks. Oh, don't have a fumble that goes for a touchdown. Oh, thanks. Oh, how about don't have two fumbles? Thanks, Deshaun Watson, um, which, hey, I know no one feels bad for me. Everyone loves to see Deshaun Watson struggle. I lost 99.8 to 105.14. Uh, my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, had... 12.6 points on uh, 235 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, a two-point conversion, two fumbles lost, and uh, 22 yards rushing. All-around bad day for Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, no one feels bad for me when Deshaun Watson struggles. My, my team is literally called the Serial Predators with a cereal box uh, with Deshaun Watson's face for the O in Cheerios. Um, Jordan Love, my opponent's quarterback, had 20.34 points. He threw three touchdown passes, 151 yards, plus another 23 yards rushing. I got dominated at the quarterback spot, that is for sure. At running back, I also got thoroughly dominated. Jameer Gibbs, my running back, had a mere seven carries for 17 yards. Oh, not great. He did catch seven passes for 39 yards. He got a total of 12.6 total points week, uh, week two. His running back, Kenneth Walker, is number one running back at 18.4 points, 17 carries, 43 yards, two touchdowns, and 11 yards receiving. So Kenneth Walker dominated Jameer Gibbs. I got uh, beaten in that category for sure. Then Joshua Kelly happened. I, I was so excited. Austin Eckler, the Chargers quarterback, was out week one. Joshua Kelly had a fantastic week. And I'm like, look, his numbers are going to be even better because the starting running back for the Chargers isn't going to play. I thought for sure Josh McKelly being my starting running back or one of my two starting running backs was a fantastic move. And uh, I kept him in my starting lineup. I still think next week it could be a good move. But unfortunately, he had 3.9 points. He had 13 carries for 39 yards. Wow, wow, wow. No touchdowns. Didn't have 100 yards. Uh, the Chargers actually lost 24 to 27 and uh, Chargers fans, I feel your pain, man. You know, I watched the Chargers in two weeks. have 58 points total uh, on offense. No turnovers, and they're 0-2. I mean, the, the Chargers are horrible. But I thought, fantasy-wise, that was a great move. Austin Eckler's out. He's not playing this, you know, last week and week two. I'm like, oh, for sure, Joshua Kelly's going to get me a lot of points. He got me less than four points. Dang it. 
his backup running back, James Conner, actually went off. He had 23 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. James Conner brought in 16.6 points for Jarvis, my opponent, and uh, it kills me, man. Another guy that totally failed for me this week, Calvin Ridley. He had two catches for 32 yards. Woo! Great! Amazing! No, no, not at all. He, uh, Calvin Ridley brought in 5.2 points. Again, sadness over here. Uh, the guy he was going up against, Gabriel Davis, my, my opponent's starting receiver, at 21.2 points. Six catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, it hurts my soul more and more. Uh, finally, a win. Zay Jones uh, did not bring in any points. He had zero catches on six targets. That's great for me. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, had three catches for 29 yards. Odell Beckham Jr., two weeks in a row, just didn't bring me in any points. I uh, I think I'm going to take him out of my starting lineup. Like, I've been waiting and hoping. And unfortunately, you know, Baltimore plays the Colts this week. This could be the game where Odell Beckham Jr. finally makes an impact. But I'm getting kind of tired of waiting. And I left, I could have put Zach Moss as my flex player this week. Zach Moss had 20.7 points, and I left him on my bench, which is really stupid. And I think I'm going to have to just make Zach Moss one of my starting players until Jonathan Taylor comes back week five, because he's going to miss the first four games of the year. So I got two more weeks with Zach Moss as a starting running back in Indy. This week, Zach Moss on my bench, not playing at 20.7 points. He had 19 receiving yards, 88 yards rushing, 18 carries, and a touchdown. And it, it, Sitting on my bench, man, that, that would have been the difference. That would have helped me win the game. Another thing that would have been really close to making the difference, my backup tight end, Dalton Kincaid, five catches, 43 yards, and he was sitting on the bench. It's pain. It's pain for me. Um... So I did win one receiver matchup. Odell got 5.9 points. Zay Jones got him zero points. Great, I guess. Uh, my tight end, George Kittle, had a bad day. George Kittle had three catches for 30 yards, which is sure fine, but that's only six points. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to accept that George Kittle may just not be a fantasy player that's going to really bring me any good points this year. I hesitate to bench him, but... Uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, the rookie tight end in Buffalo is starting to produce more points and, uh, more plays than, than George Kittle. I don't know what's going on. Uh, George Kittle with Brock Purdy for sure was going to be like a home run and, uh, he's just not getting a lot of targets. He's not getting a lot of yards. I doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. I, I don't know what's happening with George Kittle. I thought for sure that was going to be a great pickup in the draft and, uh, turns out nothing's happening really. So I might have to bench George Kittle. And I'm kind of coming to terms with what my team is. Odell's kind of a bust. George Kittle probably isn't going to produce as many points as Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I said last week, you know, the tight end position is one that appears to be just a position I totally overrated. Like tight ends, you only really need one on your roster. You want to have receivers and a lot of running backs. And uh, the moves I'm making in the future with my roster are reflecting that for sure. Um, his tight end, Travis Kelsey. I actually got lucky here. Travis Kelsey didn't go off. I played against Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey only had 12.6 points. One touchdown, sure, but 26 yards, four catches. As far as Travis Kelsey goes, I got lucky because he could have gone for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. And fortunately for me, Travis Kelsey's first game back, only four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Another piece of good luck, right? The guy, my flex position... I started Nico Collins, who had seven catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. Nico Collins brought in 27.6 points. Hallelujah. That's awesome. We love that. 
even better news for me. He started Cam Akers as his flex. Cam Akers didn't even play in this football game at all week two against Minnesota. Um, so, or Sorry, against Philly, excuse me, on Thursday Night Football. They play, he's now in Minnesota. Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, having Cam Akers not play at all, he had two players, Cam Akers and Zay Jones that started for him, did not get him a single point. That's the only reason why my players were so bad this week and still somehow I was able to make it like less than a six-point game. I mean, I will say Nico Collins went off, had almost 30 points. That's great for me. But as far as uh, like Calvin Ridley didn't do much this week, Josh McKelly, nothing this week. Demir Gibbs, I'm still hoping can turn into a number one back in fantasy football. Like maybe this week he finally pops off against Atlanta. Hasn't really made a big play or done much so far early in his rookie year where Bijan Robinson, the other rookie running back, is doing great and looks fantastic. Uh, Odell's a bust. George Kittle's kind of not working out. He's kind of a bust. Calvin Ridley, I think, had a bad week after a great week one. He'll be back. You know, Jacksonville got totally shut down by Kansas City. I can handle that. I can handle a player having a bad week. That's part of the game. Um, Now, my kicker got me two more points and his kicker. It's not that interesting. Brandon McManus, my kicker. The Jaguars kicker. The Jaguars got held to uh, no touchdowns this week, which actually kind of worked in my favor. He had three field goals. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It works. I'll take the points. His kicker, Tyler Bass, the kicker for Buffalo, one field goal, uh, five extra points. That gives, gives him eight points, whereas I got 10 points off three field goals. Um, and then the Cowboys defense continues to perform. Now, I took a hit today. We found out Trevon Diggs probably tore his ACL. That's definitely going to hurt the Cowboys defense performance. But week two, the Cowboys defense had three interceptions against Zach Wilson, uh, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, three sacks, only 10 points allowed. In total, the Cowboys defense brought in 16 points for me. That's great. And uh, the Browns defense, my opponent's defense, only brought in eight with an interception, 14 points allowed, one sack, one forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Uh, I got let down big time by Deshaun Watson. like, And frankly, Kenny Pickett. Like, going in, like I said, after Sunday, going into Monday Night Football, it was Deshaun Watson against Deshaun Watson's defense. And I'm like, okay, great. Deshaun Watson's got to put up like 15 points and the Browns defense uh, has to have kind of a bad night against Kenny Pickett, who I'm hoping Kenny Pickett can do something. Kenny Pickett was garbage, did nothing all night. Uh, That helped him. My opponent had better points there. And Deshaun Watson was also equally, actually even more horrible than Kenny Pickett was. So um, all in all, man, I just had a bad week. Like that does seem to happen. Um, I, I'm making change in the future that'll reflect that. Like I'm taking Odell out of my starting lineup for sure. I'm not sure yet if I've got the balls to bench George Kittle, but Dalton Kincaid is starting to look like a really productive player. Um, you know, Buffalo plays Washington this week. I, I, yeah, Buffalo plays Washington. Uh, no, I, actually, you know what? George Kittle plays in a couple minutes against the New York Giants. I'm going to leave George Kittle in my lineup for week three because I think against the Giants defense, he's going to do really well. I'm hoping. Can we, can we pray that week three, George Kittle does something awesome and plays really well? Um, so I had, like I said, Zach Moss on my bench. If I'd started Zach Moss and made him my flex and put uh, Nico Collins at wide receiver number two and just taken Odell out of the lineup, I would have won easily. So I, I made one mistake. That cost me. That's why I lost this week. Uh, again, though, my opponent had a pretty bad day, too. Like Cam Akers, no points. Um, Zay Jones, zero points. Like, I got lucky, frankly, it was as close as it was because my quarterback only gave me 12 points. My backup running back, 
four points. Two of my receivers, five points each. Like, I had a really, really bad day all around week two in fantasy football. Um, I also got, you know, like I said, I complained about Zach Moss being on my bench. He left Josh Reynolds on his bench, and Josh Reynolds had 23.6 points for 66 yards and two touchdowns uh, for Detroit with five total catches. So we both had some mishaps here and there. All in all, I walked away right now in the Fantasy Football League. I am now fourth in the standings, which I'll take. I'm one and one. I am the number one one loss team in the league. Uh, there's only three people undefeated. Let's go down through the standings. Rugs Racing Crew is in first right now. They're 2 0. Uh, Bustin' on Cousins is in second. And by the way, these guys stepped up with their names. I'm so glad to see that. Jackson's Prison TikTok is third. They're all three of those teams are 2 0. So Rugs Racing Crew, Bustin' on Cousins, and Jackson's Prison TikTok, all three of those guys are 2 0. I am fourth right now, the number one one loss football team. Uh, by the way, I have the most points for, I have the most points in the entire league with 23.5, sorry, 20, 235.56 points. My team right now has scored more points than any other team in our fantasy football league. I think we're doing okay. Slight adjustment here and there, benching OBJ, getting another running back in the lineup. I think we're good for the rest of the year. I feel pretty solid. I know a lot of people made fun of my team, but I think I got good players. I got to be smart with who I start and who I don't. But all in all, like, I think people don't realize, I know my team sounds weak when you just hear my team, but every other team in our league, no one has a great roster top to bottom. It, with so many people, 16 total people in the league, everybody's struggling. And so far, I've avoided major injuries. Like the guy who had Nick Chubb, that's a bummer, dude. The guy who had Cooper Cup, that's a bummer. The guy who had Aaron Rodgers, that just sucks, man. So... I think, or even the guy who had Garrett Wilson, whose quarterback Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Like, I'm doing fairly okay. I feel not terrible. In fifth place in the league, we've got 24-7 Ask ETN Season. Love that team name. Uh, in sixth, we've got Bartalicious. Rhett Bart. Um, you, I think it's Rhett Bartolini, which we've talked. Uh, he's, he's wrote into the show. I love you, man. Hey, Rhett, you can pick a better name than Bartalicious. It's not horrible, but you can do better, I think. Um... Heshmi's new team name, he's in seventh in the league, is Half-Mast Chubbs, which is a, you know, the flag is on at Half-Mast for Nick Chubb, his number one player, Nick Chubb, who's now out for the year. That's a brutal loss. I feel bad for Heshmi. Uh, so I beat week one. And man, what's, who's his, what's his team look like now, Heshmi? So he's got Brian Robinson, Chuba Hubbard, his other players, Jeff Wilson, Damian Harris. I mean, like, people make fun of my team. This guy's screwed. Now that Nick Chubb is gone, like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great compared to this guy. Although, Heshmi did win this week, which is good for him. <laughs> Sam Colburn's team name. Sam is eighth in the league. I absolutely love this team name. His name is Ayahuasca Won't Fix That, a reference to Aaron Rodgers' knee injury and Aaron Rodgers' love of the good drugs. Um, <clears throat> Jakester's team name is still How'd That Get Up There. He's in ninth. Jake, you can do better than... How'd that get up there? Unless you got a reason. If you could explain the team name to me, fine. But until you change your name and make it better, I'm going to give you crap every week. Uh, Andy's team name, and their intent is X going to give it to you. That's Austin Eckler. Right now, Eck ain't going to give it to you because he's out with an injury, an ankle injury. In 11th, we got Debom.com. And 12th, we've got the Jordan Rules, Jarvis's team. Uh, just lost to him. Tip of the cap to Jarvis. In 13th, we've got Addison Vet Services. That's my friend Logan. Logan explained to me his team name. 
Addison's vet service is a services is a reference to when Jordan Addison got pulled over for going like 150 miles an hour at 3 a.m. claiming he was dealing with an emergency with his dog, which very well may have been true. It also could be a great excuse to be speeding at 3 a.m. Uh, either way, now that I know the team name reasoning, I find that hilarious. In 15th place, sorry, excuse me, we're ahead of schedule. In 14th place, we've got Children of Analytics. I think you can do better, Carter. Uh, just another Florida man is in 15th. And in 16th place, Phoenix Fife has decided to change his name to New York Sucks Giant Balls, which I, uh, hey, I actually love New York, but that's still a, a funny, great name. I love that. Some upgrades to the team name this week, guys. Again, busting on Cousins. Ayahuasca won't fix that. Uh, <laughs> Rugs Racing Crew is hilariously messed up. Uh, New York Sucks Giant Balls. These are all funny to me. Uh, so right now, Two weeks into the year, I'm one and one, had my first ever loss, but I am, I am right now only in fourth. And as far as one loss teams, everyone's going to lose a game this year. I can survive this loss. I'll be okay. I think the best move I can make is just getting rid of OBJ. Get him out of my lineup. He's just not delivering. And watch, now that I say that though, unfortunately, OBJ is probably going to go off this week and have a fantastic week. Uh, now let's go through, we've got a matchup this week. I want to preview my matchup in week three. So I'm playing against Bustin on Cousins. Right now I've got a 51 point, uh, 51% chance of winning. It's pretty even though. His quarterback is Kirk Cousins. He's got Christian McCaffrey, a good running back. His secondary running back is Najee Harris, which I feel pretty good Najee Harris isn't going to do anything because the, you know, the Steelers haven't been able to run the ball at all this year and they're playing against the Raiders this week, which isn't a great defense, but still, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to change that Pittsburgh suddenly is going to run the ball for 150 yards uh, in week three. He's got Mike Evans at receiver. Don't love that, but they're playing against Philadelphia, so maybe that'll slow down Mike Evans a little bit. Uh, his tight end is Luke Musgrave, uh, tight end in Green Bay. Eh, I feel like George Kittle's going to do way better than Luke Musgrave. He's got Terry McLaurin at receiver. Uh, Jamal Williams at... That's not Jamal Williams. What's that guy's name? Javante Williams, the running back in... Denver is his flex player. He's got Kai Fairburn, the kicker in Houston, and he's got the commander's defense going up against Josh Allen. Hey, I'll take that matchup. I've got the Dallas defense up against Arizona. I would imagine my defense is going to score a lot more points than the commander's defense will against a great quarterback, Josh Allen. Although we saw Josh Allen completely fall apart against the Jets defense week one. And I would argue the Jets defense is similarly built to the way that the commanders have built their defense with a great defensive line and a couple players in their secondary that can make a lot of plays on the football. My kicker, Brandon McManus, the kicker in Jacksonville, is playing against Houston. I feel like I got a good likelihood of my kicker scoring a lot of points this week, playing against Houston, a not very good football team. The Jaguars are coming off a game where they didn't have a touchdown, which actually wasn't terrible for me points-wise, but whether it's field goals or extra points, I think Brandon McManus, my kicker, is going to be kicking a lot this weekend against Houston. I put Zach Moss as my flex player this week. So in my lineup, in my line up, I've got three running backs this week. Zach Moss is my starting uh, flex player. He's running back in Indy. He's playing against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't feel terrible about that. I think Zach Moss is a player who's going to run the ball a lot and get a lot of yards, especially with, I think Anthony Richardson isn't going to play this week. So that's going to work to my strength as well. Jameer Gibbs, the running back for Detroit. He's a rookie. I, I have to start him. I, I can't really negotiate anymore like my I've got Kareem Hunt and Isaiah Pacheco as other running backs in my team you know my 
my roster, my what do you call it, my team on my bench. But um, Jameer Gibbs, I would hate to bench him right before he finally pops off and has a big game. And I think pretty soon, whether it's this week, which it might be a week too early, again, Atlanta's got a really good defense with a good defensive line and a good front seven. This may not be the week Jameer Gibbs finally pops off and has a big play and a long touchdown, but I think very soon we're going to see Jameer Gibbs start to show the speed and the separation he has and turn that from, ooh, he's got potential to, wow, Jameer Gibbs is scoring a lot every single week. Joshua Kelly's my other running back. I'm leaving him in the lineup. They're playing Minnesota this week, which I, I think I think the Chargers, they ran the ball great week one. Uh, they were terrible last week against Atlanta, against Tennessee uh, with Austin Eckler out. I thought for sure Austin Eckler being out was going to help Joshua Kelly run for more yards and give him more opportunities. It didn't last week, but I'm leaving Joshua Kelly in my lineup rather than benching him for like Isaiah Pacheco. And then uh, Calvin Ridley and... Uh, Nico Collins. Nico Collins plays the Jaguars, and uh, Calvin Ridley plays Houston. They play each other. So I, two receivers, uh, the number one receiver on Jack, Jacksonville and Houston. I think both of them could have a big day. I feel like that's a great—I'm feeling good about my receiving lineup right now. I mean, Nico Collins has been kind of the steal of the year so far. He's been generating a ton of points for my team that uh, I think no one really expected him to generate. And then George Kittle, my tight end, plays the Giants today on Thursday Night Football I'm I'm praying to the gods of football. Can George Kittle please do more than get four points? Like, you know, please. I I would like George Kittle to not be a player I have to bench for Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end in Buffalo. But I love George Kittle. I don't know why he's not getting the ball very much from Brock Purdy when he was playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. George Kittle had a ton of yards, a ton of catches, a ton of points, and and right now he's just not doing much. We're only two weeks in, but. I've been very disappointed, more than any other player. My Like, OBJ has been bad, and I, I recognize I took a gamble on Odell for sure, but I thought for sure George Kittle was going to be a high-productive player for me, and so far he hasn't. And if he doesn't against the, against the Giants on Thursday Night Football, I don't know what to do. The Giants' defense is fine, and the Giants are not very good, so I can't imagine that if George Kittle doesn't produce this week, he's out of the lineup. I, I would just give up on him. Um, Deshaun Watson plays Tennessee. Oh, I don't know. I don't feel great. I, I think Kirk Cousins is probably going to score more points than my quarterback this week. Kirk Cousins is playing against the Chargers defense, who are... The Chargers defense is so bad. They just give up points on points on points, and I think that game, Minnesota versus L.A., is going to be kind of a shootout where Deshaun Watson against Tennessee feels more like a boring game dominated by running backs, quite frankly. Um, but I, I would love to... Like I, I'm praying that what the Browns do is adjust their offense and put Deshaun Watson in the shotgun, have four wide receivers. They stop putting him under center, handing off the ball a bazillion times. I would really like to see Deshaun Watson uh, be given a different offense, quite frankly, and allowed to do more of what he did when he was in Houston in 2020, having a fantastic year. And uh, guys, I'm leaving on my bench this week. I've got Kareem Hunt. I picked him up. Uh, he went to Cleveland. I think, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt yet. He's not in my starting lineup, but we'll see. What he does, he did used to play for the Browns. Now he's back um, in the wake of the Nick Chubb injury. That might be a sneaky good move. I picked him up. Just why not? Uh, Dalton Kincaid is on my bench. They're playing Washington. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect from him yet this week. Marquez Valdez-Scantling's a player that um, I would probably, if I had to drop anyone on my bench, he'd be the first player I would drop. Even though he plays with um, Patrick Mahomes, 
he's just not getting a lot of touchdowns, a lot of catches, and they're really spreading the ball so evenly throughout Kansas City that there's no one player getting the ball a ton. Uh, even Travis Kelsey, when he was back in the lineup, only four catches. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't feel like I need to keep Marquez Valdez-Scantling if I get another option available in free agency because uh, he's just not getting the ball any more than anyone else in Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, I'm holding on to him just because I think it's a starting running back in fantasy football. You know, he's starting for Kansas City. They don't run the ball a lot, and he's not. He's one of three running backs they use, but still, I'm in no hurry to give up anyone who's a starting running back in the NFL in fantasy football. And then I'm keeping OBJ, just hoping that maybe something can spark. I think OBJ's got high potential, but I am quickly, quickly giving up on that, that move. I'm like, oh, man. I, uh, I'm frustrated and disappointed with Odell. Now, on my opponent's bench, I don't want to give away strategy, but he's got Kadarius Tony and um, Jaden Reed, both. I think, I mean, I don't know. He's got his starting receiver is Mike Evans and Terry McLaurin, so I, I guess I wouldn't make a move there, but I'm surprised he's leaving Najee Harris in his starting lineup. Although, hey, please do it. Hey, I'll, I am really glad. You want to leave? Uh, Noah, if you leave Najee Harris in your starting lineup, I'll take that all day. I'm happy to. Uh, have that advantage given to me. So, guys, that was fast. I didn't... How, how long was that? It didn't feel like it was very long. 25 minutes? I didn't mean to speed run speed run through my, my week. It was just... It was a bad week of fantasy football. I don't have any gloating to do. Nothing exciting. No awards. Um, it was just kind of like a... Okay. Like, great, I guess. Um, I don't know how to find who had the best week available. Um... I'd love to find, come on, where is it? I, I'm using the app for this episode. So instead of writing notes, I've got like literally one sheet of notes that says, don't forget to talk about your quarterback, two receivers, two wide receiver, two running backs, tight end flex, kicker, defense. I want to just make sure I hit everything. Uh, we went through the standings. We went through the matchup. And I feel like I'm talking really fast. I've had a really stressful day. I got attacked by a cat. My friend's cat's going to the hospital. It's uh, been a weird, weird day here. But um, yeah, I lost. First ever loss in fantasy football. It was painful. It sucked. Um, and I leave you with this, guys. We got to pay the bills. And I've now realized I did not once uh, even leave an opportunity to pay the bills. So we're going to do an ad read right here. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, overs and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston. That's FanDuel.com Boston. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, I'm not sure how to make this 
more interesting or less interesting? I I would love to hear feedback. What do you guys want from fantasy football episodes? I, I'm I'm curious for you guys. Um, I'm trying to have fun with it. This is also my second episode I'm recording today on a Thursday, right before Thursday Night Football. Uh, I think in the future, I'm going to start recording Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and do my weekend preview a Wednesday episode so it can come out by Thursday morning. Then do my fantasy football episode is the only thing I record on Thursday mornings. Uh, that'll be kind of a, a new switch for next week. Um, I've also been very sick. I was really behind uh, the ball this week in general, but... Um, let me know if there's something fantasy-wise I can add to this show to make it better or more interesting. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Like, as a person new to fantasy football, I was really bummed when I lost. Like, finding out, I, I watching my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, um, frankly, part of my French, shit the bed and play horrible, give up two touchdowns and and, and lose because of his bad play. I, I can't. I went into Monday Night Football down ten points. All I needed was my quarterback to score ten more points than his own defense, and he couldn't do it. Like, ah, man, it was so frustrating. Like, this is such an achievable comeback. I went down eighty-seven to ninety-seven. I lost ninety-nine to one hundred five. I lost by six points. Like, all I needed was a good day for my quarterback, and I would have won. And instead, my quarterback played terrible. And I guess. That's fantasy, right? Like, that's part of watching and certainly what I've learned um, this process, right? Having a team. I want to win so badly. It's so interesting how, like, I really, really care about winning every week. And it makes me, when I watch games, way more invested. Like, complete. I'm, I'm rooting for different things I've never rooted for before. And it is really fun to, like, have kind of a, a little bit of a a stick in the game, I guess. A little a stake in the game? Whatever you want. Um, it's fun to have a thing to, like, care about on top of the actual outcome of the game and uh i'm i'm a loving fantasy football man i i thought i i didn't know if i would like it or not i wasn't sure if it was gonna vibe with me i love the the group aspect having a bunch of people in a group chat sharing jokes all day making fun with each other and kind of we we talk throughout the games like are you seeing this too like oh my gosh can you believe the giants are so bad that kind of stuff that's really fun that experience that camaraderie is really cool and then um, I like, I just, I'm enjoying this process, man. Fantasy football has won me over and, uh, I wasn't sure it would. It's was a thing I made fun of a lot. And I want to be clear, a good fantasy football player does not necessarily make a good football player. They're not, the, they're not equal. And I, I don't think, I still feel like fantasy football has oversimplified what it means to be a good player in the eyes of so many casual fans. And that does drive me nuts. Like, Touchdowns aren't everything. Context matters. And how you throw an interception matters just as much as the number saying that you have an interception on your stat sheet. But um, certainly, big fan of this. It's fun. It's engaging. And uh, I hate losing. I really, really am pissed I lost this week. I, I really thought I had a winnable scenario. And I got let down by Deshaun, man. I got let down by Deshaun. I got let down by the Chargers offense. I can't believe Calvin Ridley and I mean like how let's go back through my numbers man it's so irritating how did I do this week because I had so many players who like underperformed and uh I mean certainly I hope they underperformed because if they do this every week I'm going to lose every game <laughs> but this week in week 2 right I had uh oh, it's frustrating yeah Joshua Kelly 3.9 points Calvin Ridley 
5.2 points. Odell Beckham Jr. scored more points with 5.9 points than Calvin Ridley. George Kittle, 6 points. Nico Collins went off. He had 27.6 points. That's great, but my running backs weren't delivering. Nothing was going well for me. And my best player, other than Nico Collins, Zach Moss, I left on my bench. I mean, if I just started Zach Moss instead of OBJ, I just needed to give up on OBJ sooner, I think. Um, I hate losing, man. It really, really irritates me. I really don't want to lose. And uh, that's the joy of all this, man. So anyways, guys, I love you. Thanks for listening to my rambling. I'll see you tomorrow on Friday for uh, a breakdown of Thursday Night Football as well as so many Patreon questions. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. And uh, ba-dum-bum, bam, we are done.